0: Hello everyone, it's James and welcome to the pilot episode of Start Selects Pause Break. For this pilot episode, the key reason why it exists is to give me something to practice audio editing on for podcasting and also set up the syndication network so that this can appear on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, etc. So, this is it. This is the pilot, so we're going to keep it nice and short, and I'm just going to talk about one news story. So, last week on October 16th, 2020, Analog announced their fifth major FPGA console, the Analog Duo. This is their take on the PC Engine and turbo Graphics family of systems, and I wasn't expecting them to announce something on October 16th this year when they've got two products announced that haven't shipped yet. They've got the NT Mini Noir and the Analog Pocket, but they wanted to go 4 for 4, and so the tradition lives on. If you're not aware, Analog have actually announced products on October 16th. In 2017, 18, 19, and now 20. That's the Super NT, Mega SG, Analog Pocket, and Analog Duo, respectively. So, I guess we kind of should have expected this, but given the current global state of affairs and also the state of the Analog second hand market, the community disquiet regarding availability of products, I thought they probably would have held this one in, but I guess not. With all that said, I'm very excited for this. The... PC Engine is a prohibitively expensive platform for myself, especially if you're wanting to go all in and get the very best. You probably, right now, I would say the best solution for PC Engine is getting a Super Graphics along with Terra Onion's Super SD System 3, and then some form of upscaling solution, whether that's the uh, retro Gaming Cable's RAD 2X HDMI, or VOSSC, or the RetroTank 2X. Either way, we're looking at approximately $1,000 if you're going down that route, especially when you factor in the cost of recapping the super graphics and getting a power supply for your region and getting a controller. It's a very expensive platform to get the very best experience from, and Analog looks set to deliver their take, their all-in-one Super simple, boom, this is all you need product for $200, which is, I'm happy about that. I thought, I genuinely thought it would go up to 250 because the addition of a disk drive is something that will have cost some more money. And it's not like the cartridge slot technology is taken away because it reads few cards as well. But the other thing that's exciting about this is it opens the door to future CD-based systems. Systems like the Sega CD, we could see a Mega SG CD add on, but also things like the PlayStation 1, which I think is pretty much analog's end game. This is, you know, very exciting stuff, but focusing back on this platform, it's a platform I've always wanted to really delve into. There's a lot of quality games out there for it. Just off the top of my head, I can think of Bomberman 93 and 94. Gallagher 88, Castlevania, Rondo of Blood, and Easebook 1 and 2. Those four alone are enough for me to... Well, five, technically, because there's multiple Bomberman games. But those four alone are enough to sell me on this system. And the cost of those games is high, so hopefully there's a jailbreak. But if not, I'm sure the community will come in clutch and give us some modern solution for playing these games, and in fact, Crix, the developer of the EverDrive line of flash cartridges, has already said that his upcoming revision to the Turbo EverDrive will include CD game support. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but the Turbo Graphics CD add-on is quite different to the Sega CD add-on. So the Sega CD add-on was basically a whole other console that just plugged in. Whereas the TurboGrafx was pretty much just a, a, an optical disk drive, and I think it, was, it added stereo audio out. I think that was like the two things it did. So, it's feasible that you can run CD-ROM games via the Hue card slot, but with mono audio. I believe that's the compromise that's going to exist for this upcoming... I'm going to guess he's going to call it the Turbo Everdrive Pro or something, right? Or the X7. Either way... I'm excited to see where that development leads, and I'm very excited to see if that will work in Analog's of announcement, which is the TurboGrafx adapter for the Analog Pocket. So, taking a leaf out of the Turbo Express book, Analog is adding the ability to play TurboGrafx-16 and PC Engine games on the Pockets via an adapter as well as SuperGrafx games, which is pretty exciting. And if this Turbo Drive does what we think it's going to do, Rondo of Blood on the go in its original platform format? That, that's that's killer. You know, that sounds great. So, very exciting times. Obviously, Analog have got a bit of an uphill climb at the minute with product availability, their manufacturing constraints. Supposedly, there's a lot of speculation that uh, it's artificial. I would hope it's not, but I, I'm outside the bubble. I don't know. Uh, but Analog have definitely got an uphill battle when it comes to rebuilding consumer trust, and I hope that they can overcome these challenges and really thrive, because I feel like Analog's public awareness, like the the public are more aware of Analog now than they were prior, significantly so, and for a lot of people, their only experience has been these terrible pre-ordering experiences that we saw with the Analog pockets and the cleanup of the uh, the NT Mini Noir. So... Fingers crossed that whole situation gets ironed out in the near future. The scalper market can die down and we can all be happy, wouldn't that be nice? But yes. Analog Duo, very excited to give that a go. And in fact, I actually picked up the 8 bit DOE PCE 2.4G wireless controller. That is a mouthful because that is going to be my controller that I use on the system. I think I can just natively pair the 2.4G signal to the Duo and not have to use the dongle, but it's got USB ports on the back, so I can use the dongle anyway. So either way, I've got my controller already. I've been testing it out on the NES online app on the Switch, ironically, and it's pretty great. You know, it's I like it a lot, though I've always had a pretty good experience with ABIDO D-Pads. I've not been as unfortunate as some others have been, but I'm going to continue to put it through its paces, and obviously I'll report back when the Duo arise. And that's all I've really got on the duo for now, and this is a good place to just wrap this up with a little bow. In a week or so, I'll be back with a proper full-length 45-minute episode of the Pause Break podcast, and it'll be a great time. Thank you very much for listening to this pilot episode. And like I say, the format's gonna be, we open up, talk about some news stories of the week, some things going on in the retro and modern communities, and then move on to what I've been playing, what I'm looking forward to, and then wrap it up with a bow with some listener questions. That's sort of the format that's going to be in place, and maybe I'll have guests on every once in a while. I think it'll be pretty sweet. It's just a nice outlet for me to talk, and it gives you something to listen to if you've got to get a bus or a train or a drive or whatever, or just kill 45 minutes or so of your day. Thank you very much for listening, and until the next time, bye.